Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome in to the RSL post-game show here on the RSL Radio Network. RSL once again falling flat. Nil-nil is your final score here at America First Field against the Portland Timbers. Tough one tonight. RSL did some really good things, uh, Lauren and Tom. Uh, but they did everything apart from put the ball on frame enough and into the back of the net, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, just, they're not good. They're not. They're not good. It's. Uh, it's frustrating, I think, for the, for the RSL fans. Well, I don't think. I know. I mean, there are boos that are echoing throughout the stadium frequently these days. It's just. Um, they have. They have a lot of really nice pieces, but sadly, they don't have anybody in the attacking third that can score goals. They have players that can create. They have players that can dribble and beat opponents. They just struggle to score. It's just that simple. The last goal that RSL scored in MLS play was April 22nd, almost a month ago, uh, in the 80th minute against San Jose in a 3-1 win in, in MLS play. Since then, they've had the two Open Cup uh, games where they scored three and four goals, respectively, but... My goodness, <laughs> where where are the goals? How how did we go from scoring three against San Jose, and they were all fantastic goals against a pretty difficult San Jose team, to goalless against Seattle, goalless against Houston, and now goalless uh, against LAFC and Portland. Matches from uh, around the league: Atlanta United beating Colorado Rapids. RSL's next opponent. Four over at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Charlotte coming back from a goal down to beat uh, Chicago Fire 2-1. Cincinnati getting a, all three points after a 3-0 victory against Montreal. Columbus Crew getting a 2-0 victory over at Lower.com Field against LA Galaxy. Orlando and NYCFC playing out a 1-1 draw. Philadelphia and DC United getting a 0-0 along with Toronto and New York Red Bulls. Dallas getting a 2-1 victory against Vancouver Whitecaps, Minnesota. Getting a 1-0 victory against Houston Dynamo, Nashville. Beating into Miami 2-1 over at Geodis uh, Park. Um, LAFC, this is a bit of a surprising one, getting a 1-1 draw against a much resurgent 
Sporting Kansas City and Seattle Sounders going down 2-1 at home to Austin FC. RSL obviously getting that 0-0 with Portland Timbers. When you look at the stats, guys, um, RSL having about 60% possession, just over. RSL with 17 shots, four of those on target, six blocks. They attempted five, sorry, 456 passes with around 85% um, accuracy. It's all well and good having the ball in your own half, guys. Really, the chances that were created were more of half chances. There wasn't really anything particularly um, clear-cut. There was a lot of block shots, but it was all from range, and that was what I found a lot really quite uh, frustrating. Things that RSL need to address. Well, I thought it was the number six this off-season. Maybe Amika Nelly is that guy because I thought he did a pretty good job in the centre of the park, but it's becoming glaringly obvious that RSL need to spend some money up front. It's painful at this point. And, and, and I guess to what you were just talking about, it's all faring good to have the football and flick it around. And, but it's all much to do about nothing at the end of the day. You, you know, all the numbers, 17 shots, four on target. The ratio there is not great. But there really wasn't. I mean, outside of that Jefferson Savarino free kick that flew it within inches of that left post in the middle of the second half, Michael Chang had a shot that forced a save but it was up from a tight angle they're just they're not creating any clear-cut chances that that it's just it's it's much to do about nothing i don't know how else to say it it's um look i guess if you were to draw a silver lining clean sheet and they picked up a point and any point at this point given their current standing in the western conference is a positive but You've got to score goals. It's four consecutive games. Lauren just said it's been, it's nearly a month since they've scored a goal in Major League Soccer. It's absurd. If, yeah, yeah, we're five days short of a month from a goal for Real Salt Lake in, in MLS play, and that, that is absurd. I, Real Salt Lake has never been a high goal-scoring team, but this is also unacceptable <laughs> regardless of how many goals Real Salt Lake scores in a year and how many we expect from them this is this has to be addressed I don't know what you do in practice if you purely do finishing drills and crosses and whatnot or I, I, I don't know but it come come Saturday at Colorado Rocky Mountain Cup you've got to score I mean obviously it's what else can you say you cannot get three points if you are not scoring. 12 games, 12 points, 10 yeah. goals scored, 20 conceded. It's not good enough. Well, 20 conceded, most in the Western Conference. Yeah. 12 goals scored, I think, second worst. If uh, I'm not fourth. Fourth worst. Yeah. So not too bad. Just my, And I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it's not to me, it's not even the finishing. It's just they, they they don't even look like scoring like like the build up and the the passages and it's just much to do about nothing. They're not even there are no clear cut chances. The crosses are bland. There's no pace on them. It's it's just inside the attacking third. It's really bleak at the minute. We're going to head to our first break. You're listening to the post game show here on the RSL Radio Network. Hi, welcome back into the post-game RSL show here on the RSL Radio Network. Myself, Spencer Warren, my partners Tom and Lauren. 
We're looking forward to the uh, post-game press conference from... Ooh, uh, are we ever? <laughs> <laughs> I wondered who that was. I thought it was Christian back in the studio that he just shouted shout out there. <laughs> As he's What's all alone, he poor say? guy. Yeah. I, it's going to be the same thing. Yeah. It's going to be the same thing. Nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that. It's just like, what else can you say? We're, we're getting into good areas, and the guys that are paid money to put the ball on the back of the net are not doing it. And it's been the same all season, really. I mean, okay, what but else can we, we say? Just let, quickly, Anderson Julio, not a striker. Why forward? Yeah, no, no, I agree. Jefferson Savarino, not a striker. Why forward? Yeah. So you, you, you're kind of setting yourself up there to fail just a little bit. Now, to be fair, not really sure who else warrants a start, but... Just anybody at this point. Maybe Burton? Actually, you know what? Yeah. I actually thought Burton Yakison was, was pretty good when he came on. Yeah. Ran around, competed. He looks to me like the one that should score, or could score, rather. Hope so. <laughs> I would agree with that. <laughs> I really hope so. It, it, for me, it's that thing of uh, if, it's, if the veterans aren't working... Then let's just get the youth some some uh, experience and throw them on the field because why not? Or and just, he looks great. Or just put Demir Krylak in the middle and just say, "Don't run on the just <laughs> stay, stay in your own heart." <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's a better it's a better there's a better chance of scoring. I tell you that. what, though, the, the highlight of the night is the pitch. It looks beautiful again. Well done, Dan Farns and his crew. Lauren, uh, you tweeted out you've got some responses. I'd love to to hear what uh, the fan base has to say about tonight's that, uh, nil-nil uh, draw that. with Portland Timbers. <laughs> the Painted Cougar tweets, I hope we are stockpiling GAM and other money for a big summer striker signing. Maybe we can afford Z- Zava to come out of retirement. And then hashtag Ted Lasso. I'm assuming that's a Ted Lasso uh, reference. I have not watched Ted Lasso, and I feel like that's – Something I don't want to admit on the air, but I just did. So we're going to move on. Uh, RSL show on KSL. Our friends on the RSL show said we might start covering the other team. And then host of uh, RSL show, Andy Munoz, tweeted and said, I'm sorry you guys have to cover this. There's my thought. (laughs) Uh, Keenan McEwen tweeted, has RSL ever gone four matches scoreless? Feels like a new low. And then tagged Trey, who is busy at the moment. But I did take the liberty to scroll back. A few years on Fought Mob and see uh, if I could find a scoreless drought for Real Salt Lake to match this one. I'm back to the beginning of the 2017 season where Real Salt Lake went three games goalless. That was a four-game losing streak. It started with a 1-3 to home loss against Atlanta. Then they went on the road, lost 3-0 to Sporting Kansas City. Home loss 3-0 to against Dallas. And then a road lost on... uh, to New England, four to zero. Um, so so far, back in 2017, there's there's three a three game uh, scoreless streak for Real Salt Lake. Um, that would have been the Mike Petke era. Yeah. Oh, the days. Oh, Mike. Had about Trey. Uh, <laughs> still one of my favorite things I've ever experienced with this club. Um, and then Caleb Breve tweeted, "Put Glad up top. He's a co-leader in goals, right?" <laughs> I mean, he did have. A pretty nice shot tonight in that second half, a, a rip. Um, he is not co-leader. He was for a little while, um, but Jefferson Severino sits on three goals and three assists. Jay Glad sitting on two goals, no assists. 
We are still waiting for the post-game press at the start. When we uh, get that up, we will obviously toss that down to the press room so you can uh, hear what Pablo Mastroeni and select players have to say about tonight's nil-nil. We're going to head to another break. You're listening to the RSL post-game show here on the RSL Radio Network. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the post-game show. Oh, it's late and it's getting silly. Getting after hours here. <laughs> RSL nil-nil with Portland Timbers. Um, Saturday, uh, there'll be the first instalment of the Rocky Mountain Cup. The fifth consecutive game without a goal, <laughs> I anticipate. <laughs> wow, Tom. Come on. Come on. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Oh, <laughs> gosh. You know, Lauren a- did find <laughs> the last time they went four. I did. Um, so I found a number of times where Real Salt Lake went three goals <laughs> without, or three games without a goal. I did find one where Real Salt Lake went four league games without a goal. It was um, from October 17th, 2012 to November 8th, 2012. Um, but there was also a CONCACAF Champions League game in there. So techni- and they, they didn't score in that one. So technically five, if you count the Champions League game. So that... Yeah. 11 years ago. But if we're counting the Champions League game, then we would then this streak wouldn't count because we'd have to count Open Cup. So we'll still say four. Two against Seattle, one against Vancouver. Actually, three against Seattle. So Champions, Champions League soccer must be nice, to be honest with you. What is that? I don't know. I can't remember what it is. Uh, I do miss it. We are still waiting for the post-game press at the start. We, we, yeah, we. Well, I anticipate Mastroini is uh, posing some questions. I'd hope so. I mean, well, I've, I've not seen any RSL players leave quite yet, so I'm assuming they are still in the locker room. Might, might well be getting a bit of a, an ear chewing. I do have another tweet, if you'd like. Oh, yes, please. Yes, please. Eric Diamond says, So glad I sat through two hours of lightning delay and then two hours of what I suppose can be called a match while our owners were (laughs) busy counting their unspent money at home. His name's Eric? Eric V. Diamond. In the pregame show, when I warned you about the thunderstorms, I did tell you to drive back. (laughs) And you didn't listen to me, Eric. So (laughs) there is no sympathy here. I tried to warn you. I mean, to be fair, he might have already been here. You know. True. We've got to take that into account, people that do like to turn up early. But anyway, um, yeah. 
looking at Colorado, um, they played a game more than Real Salt Lake, for, falling 4-0 tonight on the road in Atlanta. I'm hoping Oof. that, you know, takes some uh, work out of their legs and, and maybe RSL with not having to travel and then a very short commute over to Colorado might uh, be able to take advantage of that. But they sit... Um, a place below Real Salt Lake uh, with 12 points as well. So it really is, it's not a do or die, but it's a massive, I would say almost a six-pointer, not only because you want to get away from your uh, your, your rivals, you're, you're looking at the, the Rocky Mountain Cup, but you're also looking to try, hopefully, if the results are right, a win takes you straight over the playoff line and uh, it gives you something to, to hold on to and, and build upon. But also, you, you've got to think about Real Salt Lake two games on the bounce in Colorado with one eye on that U.S. Open Cup. You're getting very, very deep into the to the Open Cup. Um, and if there is, you know, you will be hosting. You win that uh, game in Colorado on Wednesday. You will be hosting either LAFC or LA Galaxy in the next round, which would be nice. Um, a nice change of pace. And obviously that's where the, the joy has come this season uh, after that great uh, 4-3 victory on the road up at Providence Park. So hopefully that's, you know, I'm trying to find positive here, guys. So yeah, well, uh, any t- anytime yes. that you want to uh, jump in, please feel free. Well, Colorado, one win in their last six league matches. Um, you have to go back to April 8th to find their last win before that. At home, not very good this season, actually. I don't think they have a home win in the league this season. So... Maybe a, a nice thing to look at. I mean, RSL's not been great on the road or at home, but they have won home games, and they have won road games. So, um, you know, not too far to travel either for Real Salt Lake. As you said, they may just be staying till Wednesday for Open Cup. I think this is a winnable game, a game where Real Salt Lake could score some goals. Um Don't and uh, And turn it around. Look, we have to be positive, Tom. It's all we have. <laughs> Put the moss on them. <laughs> now, silver lining, if we're going down that road, is I don't know if Real Salt Lake could have played worse through the first quarter of the season. And yet they're still within touching distance of that playoff cutoff line. There is also still a lot of the season still to be played. Yeah. There's a transfer window that is still available for Real Salt Lake to utilize. Um and, and I said at the end of last season, I said this, this off-season, this last off-season was the biggest transfer window in club history. They went out. They spent record money on Andres Gomez, who I think is going to be a tidy, tidy player. I now will go ahead and say this summer transfer window is arguably the biggest in club history because I, I, I really do think if they, if they can just find an adequate nine, somebody that's worthy of a few million dollars... They could be a real threat. Um, if they can find a six as well, you, you're you on to something. There are a lot of pieces here at Real Salt Lake that are worth getting excited about. It's just, uh, it's just a shame that there are some key players, key positions that are lacking uh, on the roster. But I, I truly, and I've said this for, I think I've said this for about three or four years, I think. it's They're just a couple pieces away, and... Uh, and there's a bit of money now, hopefully, for the front office to go out and use. So, big, big window coming up. We have Pablo Mastroeni downstairs for the post-game press conference. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Um, do you want to just maybe give a quick, uh, just from your perspective, I guess, kind of what you, what you saw tonight? 
from from your team? Yeah, no, I think um, I, I thought the effort was really good. Again, I think box to box. I think coming off of last week, giving up three goals um, hasn't been um, really the identity of the group, and uh, it was good to come back and and get a shutout on the other side of the field. I think it's some of the some some of the same issues that we're dealing with, which is finding the back of the net, and and I think. To get off the snide, you, you know, you got to find different ways to do it. You know, Jay Glad had a really good opportunity on a set piece. Um, Vera had a couple cracks. It could be a set piece goal. Um, but, you know, I think, again, I think w- one of the things that that we'll do is is really th- focus in on that final third. And, and, and we have been um, and, and with games in such succession, it's it's difficult because you have one group that's recovering while the other group's ready to go. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll look back at the the opportunities that we did have and, and the ones that we should have had had we made better decisions in, in, in those moments. Um, and so I think, you know, the longer you go w- without hitting the back of the net, it, it feels a bit ominous. Um, but I, I've been in this game for quite some time, and, and when you hit it once um, – it seems to come in bunches. And so, um, you know, we tried something different today, putting Sav underneath, see if we can't get, get, get him in positions to score goals. I think he did a really good job overloading in, in the build, um, but we didn't find him in, in, in dangerous enough situations closer to the goal. I think he had one really good look in the first half, combination play with Andres. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll, we'll look at those things. But, but again, I think the difficult thing was what the way – Portland came to play, which was kind of sitting back. And and if you're having a hard time scoring goals when, when the game is open, it's going to be extremely difficult when the game is really compact in that final final third. So they, they, they did a good job of putting a lot of numbers behind the ball, and they were playing for the breaks. But, I, again, I think there's a lot of good stuff in between the boxes. I, I think the back line played extremely well. Um, the guys in the middle were fantastic. Um, you know, Chang, Chang – Everyone uh, put in a great effort, and it's just uh, frustrating, I think, when when you're not hitting the back of the net, and um, that's what we'll be working on. Hey, Bob, uh, McAnally was all over the field tonight, super active on defense. What do you think of his performance? I, I think he's... Uh, a player that has um, earned the right to be on the field. I, I think the way he defends, the way he attacks, the way he keeps the ball moving, his positioning, um, those are all uh, fantastic attributes that he has. Um, and for a young player to step into a game against, you know, a team like Portland and, and really hold his own. And, you know, I thought him and, and Brian did a fantastic job in the middle of the field against that group on both sides of the ball. Um, and so really, really pleased with his performance. And he continues to develop in a, in a way that, uh, you know, we'd hope for. But, uh, again, that, that comes from him and, and his desires and his ability to learn on the fly. Um, but I thought he had a fantastic game. Follow. this is a Portland side that loves to attack on the wings. They love to to create on with their wingers. Um, 
and then you put in a guy like like Brody Hidalgo. Comment about Hidalgo's performance and how you felt, and kind of what made that decision. Was it more rotational? Or did you see a thing in Bodie that could help shut down that wing play that Portland has? Yeah, no, I think, again, I think we're in a stage of the season where we have a lot of games in succession, and we're going to definitely need the whole roster. You know, I thought Bodie had a good game. You know, at, at times he was tentative to get forward um, and, and really – create overloads in, our, in the wide areas for them because again whilst they want to attack in the wide areas uh felt like the wide areas are a great place for us to really gain the cold advantage i thought you know brody and and Chang did a really good job of that and combining down the left side and and so the decision was 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 just getting oviedo who likes to get forward a little bit more on the left side um and that was a decision you know i think he played a good game um, but again, I think Bodie's in his nascent stages of his professional career, um, and playing up against guys like Espria or Yimichara or, you know, any of these guys, it's, it's a tall, it's a tall task, but, uh, I think he held his own tonight. And, uh, you know, I think with this performance, and then we have two games in Colorado back to back, um, you know, we're, we're going to need everyone. Pablo, tercer partido con, en casa con empate a cero sin en poder meter un gol. Pero lo curioso es que el equipo juega bien, es decir, en los dos de la cancha, es decir, poco se le puede decir al juego del equipo porque realmente jugó un, un muy buen encuentro y algunos de manera brillante, pero no se mete gol. <risa> por eso los goleadores son, son muy caros en todo el mundo y por eso todos quieren alguien enfrente que sabe cuando empieza el partido que hay que tener calma porque este jugador sí o sí va a marcar y en este momento eh, vamos en un momento difícil donde estamos rotando jugadores eh, estamos dando oportunidades a, a varios eh, está, estamos cambiando la formación pero al fin de día ese, ese jugador eh, yo creo todo el año no ha faltado y pero como decís vos eh, 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 es difícil después de un empate en casa Entrar al vestuario y ser feliz con el, con, con, con el juego. Pero, como decís yo creo que defensivamente anduvimos muy bien. Yo creo de, de la, una área a la otra también estamos jugando muy bien. Y lo más difícil en el fútbol es hacer gol. Y no, en este momento nos está costando mucho. La pregunta fue en regards a tres games. Three draws, but the game, the players are playing well. So, what does he attribute to that um, response? Is right now we're going through a bit of a difficult time. Obviously, we have rotations happening. We're giving others opportunity, and in the end, it won't happen all year long. The hardest thing about a tie at home is going into that locker room and being happy with the game. But offensively, it has been great. It's the most difficult thing to just make those score goals. La, la última pregunta es sobre eh, Meca Enelli. Sin duda, la gran sorpresa de este año, ¿no? Como jugador, es decir, él ha explotado y en esa posición de medio de cancha está realmente espectacular, ¿no? Sí, hemos eh, estamos buscando un volante defensivo, pero con cada entrenamiento, con cada semana que pasa, yo veo, yo tengo grandes expectativas para el, para el Meca y tiene, tiene una inteligencia para jugar posicionalmente, eh, muy pocas veces pierde el balón, siempre está eh, disponible para sus compañeros. Eh, es una es un gran sorpresa para mí también, eh, pero yo creo que ahora en este momento ahora tenemos cuatro 
mediocampistas, pivotes que, que, que puedan ayudar al grupo. Y pa, para mí me da mucho orgullo para un pi, de, de un pibe que viene de la universidad y he, he peleado demasiado fuerte para, para, para tener la oportunidad. Y ahora, como hoy día, yo creo que fue un, el medio campo fue bien fijo y estoy muy contento con cómo está jugando. In regards to Meccanelli, obviously being the breakout star and how well he's been performing. I think with every training and every week, I have a big expectations for Emeka. He's very smart and has a high IQ positionally. He's always available for his teammates. I think at this moment, we have midfielders that can really help the group. I'm proud of what he's doing. He's really fought hard to get that opportunity, and today the midfield was great. Pablo, eh, nos hemos dado cuenta que estamos a tres puntos del último lugar. ¿Sientes la presión del torneo a este momento ya con los resultados que está teniendo y la posición en la tabla? Cada vez que firmo un contrato, siento la presión. La, la presión que siento viene de, de por adentro, nunca por afuera, porque la presión siempre existe. Si está a medio tabla, quieren más. Si está arriba, quieren ganar 4 a 0. O sea, en esta, en esta profesión la presión existe el momento que te despertás al momento que te vas a dormir. Así, para mí lo importante es controlar lo que puedo, seguir luchando todos los días y hacer un trabajo para, para corregir las cosas que no estamos haciendo. Pero al fin de día, como he hablado bastante, un goleador es el más caro jugador en el mundo. Si en MLS o en cual, o cualquier otra liga. Y en este momento no, no falta un goleador. Three points behind last place. Do you feel the pressure at this point? I think each time we sign a contract, I feel the pressure. The pressure I feel is internally not on the outside in this profession. Pressure exists from the moment you wake up to the time you go to sleep. What's important to me um, is to keep working hard. In the end, making goals, like I said, is the most difficult thing, whether it's in MLS or in any other league. Has hablado de, de, de jugadores buenos que estás teniendo en la parte defensiva, en el centro, con Emeka y tal vez otros jugadores. ¿Sientes que has explorado dentro del equipo para buscar un goleador, alguien que te dé resultado o todavía tienes algo más por hacer para tratar de encontrar ese gol que tanto falta? Hace cuánto, no sé, seis meses que estamos juntos. He visto, no sé, en este momento, a lo mejor 120 entrenamientos. Eh, tuvimos seis partidos en, el, en la pretemporada. El goleador de la pretemporada fue Bertin Jacuzzi. Eh, como dije, no sé cómo explicar las cosas, pero es como si te falta un, un arquero. No puede poner un jugador que juega en el lado derecho sobre la banda en el arco. No te va a rendir, no, no, no va a sacar los resultados que buscas. Es una posición, es una posición. No sé cuántos tiros al arco tenemos todos los partidos, tenemos 16, 17, 18. Son decisiones en ese momento clave, con mucha presión, con el equipo atrás. Hay que tomar la decisión. Antes que recibís el balón y saber que sí o sí lo va a terminar en un gol. Eso no es un, una táctica, eso es un jugador. 
necesitamos un jugador con sangre fría, o sea, calidad. Tienes jugadores o sea, buenos, pero necesitas mira, algo más. El año pasado tuvimos el, el, el Sergio y el Bobby. No lo tenemos. Y no, traje, no, no hemos traído otro jugador para reemplazar. O sea, no, no digo que no puedan hacer gol. Pero también no creo que... Eh, eh, ¿Cómo se dice? Un goleador suma toda la presión. Y vive en ese mundo de presión. Es como un entrenador. Y sabe que si quiere comer, necesita hacer... O sea, es el único trabajo, es el, es el, es el nueve, es el, es el que a veces no defiende. Pero vos sabés, cuando inicia el partido, que sí o sí va, 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 va a hacer gol. O sea, uh, no digo que, que los jugadores que, que tenemos no pueden, pero tampoco es, no sé cómo se dice, fair, justo, para poner tanta presión en, en esos jugadores, porque... Si, si vemos la historia de, de los jugadores, a lo mejor hicieron muchos goles en otros niveles, pero eh, en este nivel es, es muy difícil, es muy difícil. El, el, el partido se juega a un ritmo más rápido, hay que tomar decisiones más rápido, hay que estar en posiciones para recibir el balón más rápido. Y por eso pagas la, pa, pa, para ese jugador. Well, I thought we were going to get some translation towards the end of that, <laughs> but I guess not. Apparently, it was philo philosophical, though, uh, for uh, according to our producer, Christian. If it wasn't, Christian, it's on you. Yeah, we'll blame you. Oh, it looks like we have. Who is that? Vera. Oh, it's Brian Vera. I guess we'll. Uh, Go downstairs again. Gracias. Sé que, Brian, el sentimiento no es el mejor en este momento, a pesar de que no es una derrota. ¿Qué podrías decir al, a la gente que en este momento tal vez no está tan contento con los resultados? Bueno, eh, oh feeling in the world, even though it's not a loss, but what can you tell the people right now that perhaps are not too happy with the result? Bueno, la verdad, sí, nos vamos un poco, un poco tristes por, por el resultado, porque tuvimos muchas, muchas opciones de, de poder anotar gol, y eso es lo que, lo que más nos molesta. Y bueno, a la, a, a la afición decirles que pues que nos, nos sigan apoyando que este grupo está trabajando día a día fuerte para, para poder que vengan los los resultados positivos the truth is that yes we are a little bit sad with the result because we had a lot of options to score and that's the biggest upset for us we hope people can still support us and know that we are working hard in order for us to get there último sientes que te has adaptado ya al equipo y al ritmo de la MLS Do you feel like you've adapted yourself into the rhythm of MLS at this point? Sí, la verdad que, que me he sentido muy bien. Eh, aunque he estado jugando pues de las dos posiciones, las dos me, 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 me he sentido bien y he sentido que, que le ha ayudado al equipo donde me ha necesitado. Gracias. Yes, I feel really good. I feel good in both <coughs> positions and I feel like that's helped my teammates. Yo por ahí, ¿cuál? 
crees que te sientes mejor. Yo particularmente te he visto mejor de central que de lateral, pero <laughs> quiero escuchar tu opinión. ¿En qué posición te sientes más cómodo? Sí, eso me lo han dicho mucho, que pues de central me ven bien, pero la verdad a mí me gusta, me gusta más de, de lateral, porque me gustaba mucho atacar. Y obviamente de central no puedo, ya se siento como el desespero de ir, pero no puedo, entonces sí prefiero de, de lateral. I like to attack a lot, and that's where I feel the best, that's what I prefer. A Stone del Manchester City. ¿Cómo? A Stone del Manchester City. Sí, sí, sí. Se va para arriba. Si me voy, me regañan. Brian, quiero hablar un poco también de lo que acabas de comentar, de que te gusta atacar mucho. ¿Usted siente un poco... Quiere, que, que, que le quieres dar más en el ataque porque no estamos metiendo goles o nomás es tu cosa natural que quieres hacer que a, a, a aportar más en el ataque. Sí, um, no, ah, perdón. It's okay. <laughs> in reference to you liking to attack, is that just because naturally you're an attacker, you like that better, or is it otherwise? Sí, es una cosa natural mía que, que me guste atacar. Obviamente ahí están los delanteros, los, los extremos, los volantes que, que siempre llegan, pero no hemos tenido como la... Ese último toque que, que, que nos está faltando, que es el del gol. Pero la naturalidad mía es ir. Yes, it's very natural for me to attack, and I like to attack. Obviously, there's other positions, like um, forwards that always get to me, but obviously it's that last touch we need to work on. It's that goal. Bueno, Brian, la última nomás es cuántos partidos más nos vamos a esperar para tu primer gol porque ya has tenido las oportunidades y nomás no entran. A mí me acuerdo en el partido de San Luis, te viste una clara que el arquero la salvó desafortunadamente, sí, sí. pero estás atacando y estás teniendo las oportunidades en, como tiro de esquinas. ¿Cuántos más partidos para pa tu gol? Brian, how many more games do we have to see until we see your first goal? You've been close, but we haven't seen it yet. Eh... <laughs> Uy, lo mismo me estoy preguntando yo. Hoy, pues hoy tuve una muy clara también en el tiro de esquina que no la alcancé a, a tocar y sentí mucha frustración en ese momento, pero pues seguir, seguir buscando el gol que, que yo sé que va a llegar rápido. Today I had a good chance, but I didn't reach it and that really frustrated me in that moment. But the whole point is just to keep going, keep going and it will happen. Welcome back into the post-game show here on the RSL Radio Network. Myself, Spencer Warren, my partners Lauren Beck and Tom Hackett. Ready to wrap up RSL, finishing the night nil-nil. Moving on to 12 points after 12 games and sitting in a wonderful position of 11th in the table. Wow, unbelievable yeah. scenes. Uh, RSL got Colorado Rapids coming up on Saturday, uh, 7.30 kickoff with a 6.30 pregame with myself and Lauren. I think you're away, Tom. I'm away. You're, you're on assignment, as they like to say. Jake, I'm sure, will. I have no idea. I've not well, yeah. Jake's ditched us a few times. So. Uh, no, no, Jake. Christian's confirmed that <sighs> as well. Just two Jeez. of <sighs> Anyway, um, <laughs> looking forward to that one, the first installment of the Rocky Mountain Cup. RSL likely to stay in Colorado. Uh, not been confirmed, but likely to stay in Colorado because they do have a game against the Rapids at Dick's Sporting Good Park for the uh, 
next instalment of the Open Cup. And a winner there will go into a home game against LAFC or LA Galaxy. RSL, as we said, sitting in 11th place on 12 points. Guys, were any last thoughts about tonight's huffing and puffing, but no, uh, no cigar-type deal result? Well, to the two people that are still tuning in. <laughs> Thanks, Mum. Thank you, Mum. We appreciate you. In Australia and England. Thank you. <laughs> My mom is asleep. It's, uh, <laughs> it's daylight out there, I guess. Um, no, I don't have anything overly exciting to say, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> it was all pretty bland. And, uh, you know, okay, here's what I will say. And this is where I, I, I found Pablo Mastroini's post game comments interesting. He said, all we're going to do is focus in on the attacking third. And I don't hate that. But I question whether or not we're at a point where focusing all of the attention in that area of the park is more of a detriment to the group. And only time will tell. I don't know how much they've been working on it over the last couple of weeks, admittedly, but I am curious to see how it all pans out on Saturday because the time is running out for this group. They, they have got to find a way to, to pick up three points and, and score, score a goal. I think if it was like a full week of training and they were only focusing on the attack, it would be detrimental. But just a couple of days between the games, I think it'll be all right. I think it's necessary when, as we said, you're not only are you not scoring goals, but you're not looking like you're going to score goals. It's kind of the whole the whole issue that we've been having. Spence is so ready to get out of here. So we will see you on, Go home, on old Saturday. Man. As Spence said, Real Salt Lake at Colorado Rapids 6.30 pregame show right here on the KSL Sports, RSL Sports Network. Um, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you guys Saturday. Spence, anything else? Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you Saturday. Bye, Mom. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.